I'm not going to let a, a beautiful hymn of the church like that be played without singing it. You, if you don't know me by now, you'll get to know me. So let's sing and just lift up holy hands if you feel like you can. Great is thy faithfulness. Oh, great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have needed, thy hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. Has he been faithful to you? Oh, great is thy faithfulness. Oh, great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have needed, thy hand hath provided. just thank you this morning. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> we speak life. <laughs> Hallelujah. We speak life over this place this morning. Because great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. And we thank you for it. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. I'm glad because while we sung about, we may not see it, we may not feel it, but we know you are faithful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And we declare it so this morning. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Well, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I'm glad I'm here this morning. Amen. I'm glad for the faithfulness of the Lord. And he is always faithful. No matter. No matter whether you see it, no matter whether you feel it, he's faithful. Declare it because it's so in Jesus' name. Well, I don't want to take away from what the Lord has to give us this morning, but I do want to remind you spring cleaning is just around the corner, May the 20th at 9 o'clock a.m., we're going to have donuts galore. We're going to have coffee. And you may say, well, I don't know what I would do. I just don't know. I, I feel like I'd be out of place. You're not out of place. In fact, I, I told somebody this past week, I said, because they were saying maybe everybody didn't want to come. Please come. Please be a part. 
even if it's just to come out to eat a donut, drink a little coffee, and be friendly with your brothers and sisters in the Lord. Just come. I'll give you a cloth and you can wipe the back of the pews with it. And even if you want just one pew, that's all right. But just come. I think we need the camaraderie. We need the fellowship. We need the coming together. And we need to, to just do whatever we can to beautify the house of the Lord. Amen? Amen. So I believe that you'll sign up after that good promotional commercial. <laughs> Ushers, I would love to be able to start with the usher, ushering next week. Many of you have spoken to me about it. If there's any others that haven't spoken to me and you say, Pastor Russell, I really would like to usher, please let me know on your way out the door and we'll probably, hopefully, start it next week. Amen. All right, yes. Uh, Sister Sherry wanted me to also announce she's going to have a trial run choir practice this Thursday night. How many is going to sing in the choir? How many is going to help? Amen, amen. Wow, that's great. That's great. All right, so if you didn't raise your hand and the Lord's working with you on it, I encourage you to obey the Lord and be a part of what the Lord wants to do with our newly formed choir. Be here Thursday night at 6.30. She has promised not to keep the men very long. I, we know that men's uh, fellowship is going to take place. And uh, so be here. Be a part of what God is going to do. I believe the Lord is putting together uh, not only a choir, but he's sending us musicians. He is sending us praisers and, and raisers of his glory and of his power. Amen? Amen. 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 If you can't get excited, I'll get excited for you. <laughs> All right. Many of you enjoyed the faith declarations last week because that's exactly what they were. I hope many of you went home and made faith declarations of your own. But I did make copies of what I spoke into existence last week. I hope they're still out there on the, I didn't even think the check before I came in. But pick up a copy, take it home, read it, and pray over it. And believe God with us that everything we have spoken will come to pass. Amen? And... How many of you have noticed a sign-up sheet that says, Get on board Amish Country Trip, Lancaster, Pennsylvania? Anybody notice that in the back? Wow. Amen. So, here's what's happening. We had several of our great women of the Lord in the church had a brilliant idea and a brilliant vision of us taking a little church trip. I encourage you, pray about it, see if you can do it. You might, uh, can even find somebody uh, to room with, you know, ladies with ladies, men with men, uh, single, double, triple, quad. The price goes down as you get more people in the room. But 
look this over. See if it's something that you would like to do and be a part of. If so, sign up in the back. There will be a $150 deposit that will be due in the next few weeks. But sign up, be a part of this great time of fellowship. Uh, my wife and I are looking forward to joining the, the troops and the fellowship of the saints that we can have on such a trip as this. We'll be able to eat with the Amish, be able to go on a farm and actually eat at their house. They'll spread the table before us and, and we'll be able to tour the farm. Uh, we'll be able to go to, let me get this right, the Sight and Sound Theater and they're playing right now Moses. So, amen. Anybody want to see Moses? It's a great story. So, anyway, make that a, a time of thought and prayer. And if you want to go and be a part of that, sign up and do so quickly because we need to find out and get an a account on who wants to be a part of that. And uh, then we'll go from there with further instructions, okay? All right, well, how many want to hear a message this morning? Hey, that's what you came for, right? Amen. Mark the 12th chapter, the 41st through 43rd verses. Mark 12, 41 through 43. And as you're turning there, once you reach that destination, if you would just stand. You know, I know you've stood a lot this morning, but I believe there's something about standing for the, the Word and out of respect and reverence for the Word of God. Mark 12, 41 through 43. And Jesus sat over against the treasury and beheld how the people cast money into the treasury, and many that were rich cast in much. And there came a certain poor widow, and she threw in two mites, which make a farthing. Sort of like two pennies coming in, just tossing it in the plate. And he called unto him his disciples, and saith unto them, Verily I say unto you that this poor widow hath cast more in than all they which hath cast into the treasury. Now get the picture here. The rich had come in and put in much, but she comes in and gives two pennies, and Jesus says she's given more than everybody else put together. For all they did cast, in their abundance, but she of her want did cast in all that she had, even all her living. Father, bless the reading of your word. And as we've already declared this morning, we declare life, the life of the Lord Jesus Christ into this house and into these people today. And we ask for your anointing and your blessings over the speaking of your word and the hearing 
and the doing of it. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. You may be seated. The rich people in this story gave much, it says. So you would automatically think that because they gave much, that they would be given more than anybody else. But how many know this morning that little is much when God is in it? And that's what I want to talk to you about. This is part four of What Can I Do to Help series. And, and you'll probably be happy that this is the last message unless the Lord gives me something else. He'll give me more messages, but uh, this is part in the final fourth version of this What Can I Do to Help. Let's just say that once this morning. What can I do to help? Amen. That just has a nice ring to it. So the rich people gave a tiny part out of their surplus, but the poor widow gave everything she had. She had just a little to give, and yet the Lord said she gave more than all of the rich put together. Why? It was not the amount... It was not the quantity in which she gave, but it was the generosity of the giver that made the difference. They gave out of their abundance. She gave all that she had, everything, even all of her living. Now, I wouldn't, I would try to counsel you this morning if you said, I'm just going to give my whole bank account to the church and I won't have anything to live on, I'd be very careful and cautious in trying to make sure that you manage your money correctly. But this woman said, I just love the Lord and I want to give him everything, everything I have. Little is much when used in the right way. Luke 16.10 says, unless you're faithful in the small matters, you won't be faithful in the large ones. Everybody wants to be faithful in the large matters. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll, if it's something that I can be seen doing and get a little praise and glory for, I, yes, man, yes, I want to sign up. But nobody wants to sign up for those little things like church cleanup day. <laughs> you knew, you had to know that was coming. You just had to know that was coming. And I don't know that that was of the Lord, that was just of me. <laughs> I didn't have it in my notes. I didn't have it. The Lord didn't inspire. He just gave me instantaneous inspiration. Zechariah 4.10 says, despise not small beginnings. Everybody wants big. Everybody wants large. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad for the little this morning. Amen? 
This little preacher's glad for the little. Amen. Bless him, Lord. Amen. Do not despise small beginnings. In relation to what can you do to help in building back this house to complete spiritual health and cause it to be a thriving spiritual lighthouse that reaches the harvest in these last days, we must have members, we must have those that are part of the community of faith here that will give themselves 100% in order for God to take the little we have and multiply it to the greater things he has promised he would accomplish in us for his kingdom's sake. Did you hear what I said? We have to be like this widow woman. We have to lay it all on the altar. I'm not asking for you to clear your bank account this morning, but I am asking for you to lay your heart on the altar this morning and say, Lord, here I am. Use me. Here I am offering what seemingly may be a little but you in your multiplication efforts can come along and supernaturally make it multiply and go further than it ever could on its own accord because it's not by might nor by power, but it's by his spirit, saith the Lord. I want us to look for a few minutes, and just, just a few minutes it will be, at a few scriptural illustrations on how God uses his supernatural multiplication skills to make little to miraculously become much. And I'll, I'll not mention all of them because we don't have the time to do it, but little is much when God is in it. That is from the Old Testament to the New Testament. It's written on every page of this word. Little is much. Get it in your head this morning. Little becomes much when God is in it. Gideon. How many of you remember the story of Gideon? All right, you remember the Israelites. They had once again fallen prey to evil practices. So the Lord allowed them to fall into the hands of the Midianites. They began to cry out to God like they did when they were uh, trying to get out of Egyptian bondage. Lord, save us out of our, our trouble. Save us out of this Midianite bondage that we're in. The Lord heard their prayer. He was a merciful God. He heard their prayer and he called upon a man called Gideon to be used of him to do the work of delivering them from the Midianites. Now, Judges 6, 15, after the angel of the Lord came to Gideon and said, I want to use you, the Lord has chosen you and going to use you to deliver the Israelites from Midianite bondage, he replied like this, How can I rescue Israel? My clan is the weakest in the whole tribe of Manasseh, and I am the least in my entire family. Oh, but little is much when God is in it. The Lord said unto him, Mighty man of valor, the Lord is with you. You will destroy the Midianites as if you were fighting against one man. Little is much 
when God is in it. And you remember the story. We won't belabor the point, but he started out with 32,000 Israelites. He was feeling pretty good that he had a, a goodly number. The Lord said, nope, too many people. Got to whittle it down. It went down to 10,000. The Lord said, uh-uh, 10,000 too many. You remember he sent them to, to lap up the water at the water, uh, the, the uh, pond, so to speak. And he gave specific instructions on how he would know what men he was to use to fight against these Midianites that numbered uh, uh, quite 135,000. So get this picture, if you will. The Lord finally shows him that he's to choose and have only 300 men to fight against these 135,000 men. How many of you would be ready to run? Lord, do you really know what you're talking about? We had, we had at least 32,000 men ready to fight and you've caused me to whittle down this army to 300 men? I'd be wondering, Lord, what's up? What are you doing? But little is much when God is in it and you know the rest of the story with those 300 men with trumpets and torches under God's delivering power, they totally decimated the Midianites and delivered Israel from their hand. Amen. Because little is much. Gideon was powerful not because of himself. He was the least of all and not because of his army but he was powerful because God was in him. God was behind him, and God was empowering him. Then another story that, that comes quickly to mind, David and Goliath. Everybody remember that very well. King Saul said to David when he came around to get ready to fight against Goliath, he said, there is no way you can go against this Philistine you're only a boy, and he's been in the army since he was a boy. Not to mention he was nine feet tall going up against this giant of a man who were defying the armies of the living God. But David, under the anointing power of God, said, you will no longer defy the name of the living God. You will no longer defy the armies of the living God because I will Take care of you this day. I will slay you this day. In fact, he told him, we'll give the birds your carcass. We'll give the birds your body. And you remember the story. I like the fact that, that King Saul said, oh, here, take my armor. You're just a, a little squirt of a man and, and you'll need my arm, armor. It was so heavy, so much, that David wasn't even able to really put it on. He had to take it off, put it aside, and say, you know what? I'm going with just who I am. I'm not going with sword or spear. I'm not going with uh, the armor that you have to give me, but I'm going in the name of the Lord because I know little is much when God is in it. Armed with five smooth stones from the stream, 
a shepherd's staff and sling. He met Goliath, and you know the story. He took him down, he cut his head off, and he fed his carcass to the birds. Little is much when God is in it. I think of another story. Elisha, the great prophet of God. There was a son of the prophets who, whose widow was in dire need, just needed uh, help, not just spiritual help, but she needed help to supply her needs. And so Elisha came up upon her and said, what's wrong with you? What's going on with you? And she said, my husband who served you in 2 Kings, the fourth chapter, if you want to go back and read later, my husband who served you is dead. And you know how he feared the Lord. Now the creditor has come threatening to take my two sons as slaves because we've run out of money. We don't have anything else to give for our bills. You ever been there? Ever done that? Lord, I don't know where this is coming from. I don't... It's just like what we declared last week. I don't know where everything's coming from that we declare, but I know who is the provider. God is. Because little is much when God is in it. The New Living Translation says this. It says, Elisha said, and when I read this translation, I just wanted to leap to my feet and, and shout for joy. Guess what it says that Elisha said to this widow woman? What can I do to help? If you don't believe me, I'll show it to you. I've got it in my office. What can I do to help? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. So he said, tell me, widow lady, what do you have in your house of any value? What do you have left? I know you tell me you don't have anything, but surely you have something left. And you know what? She said, I have one little jar of oil. I have one little jar of oil. He said, I want you to go to all your neighbors, and I want you to go to all your friends, and I want you to borrow as many jars, as many containers as you can possibly get your hands on. So they did. She sent her two sons out. They began to collect jars, and they spread them out. And as they did, he instructed the widow to start pouring the oil, the little bit of oil she had in the one jar. And guess what? She filled up every single jar she had borrowed. Now look, look at this. She was not only able to pay off all of her debt, but she was also able to have enough money to take care of she and her two sons from then on out. Amen, more than enough. Where'd she get the oil from? Oil from? Where do you think that came from? Because she only had a little bit. But she took that little bit that she had, she started pouring it in the jars. The anointing of the Lord came upon that oil and it, her cup runneth over. <laughs> her cup ran over. 
and over and over and over. Why? Because little is much when God is in it. Little is, get that in your spirit this morning. Little is much. And then, last but not least, there's a familiar story in the New Testament about little becoming much. You're probably already ahead of me. John 5, 1 through 14 talks about Jesus feeding the multitudes. Said 5,000 men alone, that's not even counting all the women and the children, but 5,000 men alone had gathered to hear Jesus speak. And you know the story. The little boy was there with five loaves of bread and how many fish? Two. Everybody was hungry. They didn't have a Debbie's that could cater a meal for them. They didn't have a, even a McDonald's that they could try to get a hamburger from. They were just in dire need to feed this hungry multitude. And you know the rest. Jesus said, take those five loaves, take those two fishes, and let's bless it. They blessed it. They broke it. And they started passing out. How many baskets did they have full of leftovers after it was over with? Twelve. Twelve baskets of leftovers. Now, if you're like me, I like leftovers. Some people don't like leftovers. How many like leftovers? Well, amen. I, wow, we've got a church full of leftover folk. <laughs> Hallelujah! I like leftovers. My wife's a little bit on the line with it. I don't know. She, she likes it sometimes. Little is much when God is in it. God took, the Lord took those five loaves and two fishes and he multiplied it. That's the God we serve. This morning, little is much when God is in it. And you know, I couldn't, I just couldn't have a message without putting a little song with it. And I told you last week, I warned you last week I was going, I maybe will or maybe won't sing it. I don't know. But the verse 1 says, In the harvest field now ripen, there's a work for all to do. Hark, the master's voice is calling to the harvest calling you. Verse 2 says, Does the place you're called to labor seem so small and little known? It is great if God is in it and he'll not forget his own. Verse 3 says, When the conflict here is ended and our race on earth is done, he will say if we are faithful Welcome home, my child. Welcome home. Little is much when God is in it. Labor not for wealth or fame, for there's a crown, and you can win it if you go in Jesus' name. Oh, little is much when God is in it. Labor not for wealth or fame, there's a crown, and you can win it 
if you go in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Because little is much. Little becomes much. What is God really saying to us this morning? What is he really wanting us to focus on in how we can help in the building back of this church to the place it needs to be to become that spiritual lighthouse to reach the lost in these last days? How can you help? I'm glad you asked. I have a few things. Number one, God is not looking to only use, to only use the rich, the talented, or those who seemingly have everything going for them. Can you say, praise the Lord? Aren't you glad? I'm glad for talent. I'm glad for wealth. I'm glad for all of those good things and nothing wrong with that. In fact, there's nothing greater than God to take the giftings and the talents that he's given men and women and young people and even children and anointed by his Holy Spirit. Those are some of the greatest powerful people on the face of the earth. But if you feel like you don't have anything much to give, God has a lot for you to give because he's calling you this morning to just give of yourself. Give of yourself because he'll take what little you have and make much out of it. What the Lord is looking for, number two, are those who will give all of themselves, both little and or great, and will say, take all of me and use whatever I can offer to build and further your kingdom. Oh, but you don't understand, Pastor. I don't have much. I can only give a little. I can only, and that's number three. Many think or say, I can't do much. I don't possess many skills or abilities. Or maybe, and the Lord threw this in just for me to give to you today, and, and, and I are one because I'll explain in a second. Or maybe you just say, I'm retired. Lori, Lori, you may be retired, but you're not retired from the kingdom of God. You never retire from the kingdom of God. You never retire from being a worker and a laborer in the vineyard of God. Amen? You don't, don't understand, Pastor. I'm, I'm just so tired and I'm just retired. <laughs> oh, we're praying for life to come back into you. We're speaking life into you today. Take all of me and use whatever I can offer. Take it. Use it. I challenge all of us today to pray and ask the Lord to anoint supernaturally in power and use his multiplication skills on us so that we can become fruitful and powerful in doing great things for his kingdom. Sometimes what may seem to be the smallest, most insignificant things 
are the things God values the most. And I go back to the little widow woman. Remember, she gave two cents. The rest of them gave hundreds and thousands of dollars out of their abundance. And yet Jesus said she gave more than the rest put together because she gave all. Little becomes much when God is in it. Take what little I have, Lord, and make it much for your kingdom. Many would say, Pastor, this sounds like a good message for last week's faith declarations. They're just a dream. We could never achieve any of that on our own and you would be right. We cannot. We can't do it. There's many things that need doing around this place that only God can do. I, amen, amen. I'd like to stand before you this morning and say, I've got all the answers and I'm asking for the Holy Spirit to lead, guide, and direct Alicia and I in every move we make. I'm asking for our steps to be ordered of the Lord and to lead you appropriately and rightfully and lead you by the help and grace of God and by His Holy Spirit's leading and guiding and directing. But I'm here to tell you this morning that don't expect us to be miracle workers. We only serve the miracle waymaker this morning who can do exceedingly abundantly above all that we're able to ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. That's the kind of God we serve. We serve a God that takes little and multiplies it and makes it much. Amen. Don't despise small beginnings. Don't despise where we are right now. But be thankful for what the Lord has brought as a remnant of this community of faith. Be thankful for what He has brought together in all of us to become the great and mighty army to be used in not just Rockingham County, but we're calling for all the counties up north in Virginia. We're calling for the counties to the, the east and the west and, and the south. We're just calling all of them in this region for us to be able to reach out and minister to. Every designated soul the Lord wants us to reach, we don't want to miss a one. Amen? It's all about souls. God's math and multiplication produces great, results because little is much when God is in it. Stand to your feet with me this morning. I don't want to do something just to be doing it. But I want to know on this, the last part of this series, what can I do to help? I want to know that you are committed 
to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And you're saying along with my wife and I, we're going to take what little we have and we're going to lay it all on the altar for the Lord to use and to multiply it to the building of His kingdom. Amen? Everybody that agrees with that, would you raise your hand right where you are? Amen, 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 amen. God bless you. God bless you. Now I want us to agree together in prayer this morning that the Lord's going to take us at our word and He's going to multiply our efforts in Jesus' name. Father, we join together right now and we believe for you to work a work in all of our lives as we lay ourselves on your altar as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable unto you. We ask, Lord, for you to work in all of our lives that great multiplying power that you have to take what little we are and what little we have and multiply it to be and do great and mighty things for your kingdom. We believe, Lord, this morning that we'll hear miraculous supernatural results even years to come from this reminder that little is much when you are in it. I pray that you encourage, you motivate, and you do the work that only you can do in all of our hearts, in all of our lives, Father, because all the talking, all the screaming, all the yelling, all the, the preaching and the teaching, and the, at the end of the day, cannot totally do all of the work that needs to be done. You must do it. You must work the work that only you can do, Holy Spirit, and we're believing and asking for you to do it. We're declaring for you to do it. And we're telling you how desperate we are for you to do it. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And let's sing that chorus just one more time. Little is much when God is in it. Labor not for wealth or fame. There is a crown. And you can win it if you go in Jesus' name. Sing it again. Little is much when God is in it. Labor not for wealth or fame. There is a crown and you can win it if you'll go in Jesus' name. Turn to the person on either side of you and say, little is much when God is in it. God bless you.